We're going to be talking about top three and Kamala Harris. What's that all mean? Stick around. We'll tell you. You're listening to the Paul Prosize Podcast. And now Paul Prosize. All right, guys. Welcome in. I'm glad you're here. My name is Paul Prosize. You can find me on paulprosize.com. Love for you to join there. We've got some opportunities there for support and all that kind of stuff. We can't do this without you guys and the sharing and the things that are going on, especially on Facebook right now. We're not making much progress anywhere else, but <laughs> Facebook, it is kind of blowing up. And, I, and I'm thanking every single one of you guys for the support and uh, um, all the likes and shares that you guys are doing. Um, thank you so much for that. If you are interested in, in joining that, find me on Paul. Just search Paul Prosize. You can find my public page and um, like that. Um, you can find me on Twitter as well. Um, and we've got some um, great things going on. If you guys are looking to support me, which I, I could certainly um, use, um, this stuff does not happen for free. This stuff um, takes time and energy. I'm, I'm home. They're, the kids are here. They're not in school yet. And, um, it just, there's a lot that goes into this. If you are able to go to my about page on my Paul pro size, and we can pull that up. Um, and then there's some options there. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, but for now let's talk about Kamala Harris and the pick for vice president. And what is your take? I, I'm, I'm really truly interested in, in understanding, um, what people are out there and saying. And, um, I, I, there's a lot going on and, um, it's really, um, interesting the spin that happens almost immediately. And we, we saw, um, that this was probably the direction that Joe Biden was going to go. The, the pick was actually leaked accidentally, (laughs) um, a few weeks ago. Um, and so it just, it, it's a really well coordinated thing. You started seeing people, um, go out and make puff pieces for Kamala Harris a couple weeks ago, um, and really kind of smooth over some of those things that, um, it really in the primaries and the Democrat primaries were really, um, thought to be rough edges. And if you looked at anything in the primaries, um, for the Democrat party, she did not, um, do well. Her stat, her her likability factor was in the twenties, her favorability stuff, all that stuff was so bad with the Democrat party. And it's not unprecedented to pick somebody that was not that well liked. Frankly, Joe Biden was not that well liked within the Democrat party. As far as um, from a national stage, um, historically Joe Biden has said, um, a lot of really crazy racist things, and that's very easily verifiable. You can just go out and find um, those things that he said. And even recently, he's, you ain't black if you don't vote for, vote for me. I mean, all this kind of just crazy things that are just insanely racist. You go back, he calls, um, if you let, when he was um, advocating for um, some of the, the bills that have now the left has said is terrible from um, a perspective of prosecution of drug um, people like, it, you know, one one law treats um, black people differently than it might may treat white people. That's not necessarily how the laws were presented, but traditionally who uses the particular drugs um, where that is, it, it does seem to be a little bit more racist. And when you start listening to Biden, when he was in the Senate, he was saying that, um, if you don't do those things, the, I mean, they'll be released into a jungle. You'll, I mean, it's just crazy. The stuff that he, this man has said, he supported, um, 
vowed KKK members. And it just, it just, his history is insane to me that any, that he even got to this point. I mean, he's tried to run for president multiple times. Just the fact it was like, Oh, okay. We'll tap you on the shoulder. It's you finally your turn. That's kind of how it feels to me. Um, and then to pick Kamala Harris as what is being touted as the, the, this great accomplishment, the first black woman. And it just, it just seems to me that there's a lot of disingenuous things going on, especially within the media. And um, there's a lot of spin. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And then I'm going to talk about uh, my other podcast. And if you guys have not heard top three podcasts, there's not a lot of you that heard top, top three podcasts, um, but it is a, a, another thing that I'm doing. I'm joining together with two other friends of mine, really good friends. We've been friends for a lot, lot many years. And we are discussing our top three favorites of whatever. So each week we, re- we review um, a candy or we review a beer or we review a soda or we review whatever. Um, this um, coming week we're getting ready to um, uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact, we are recording three episodes. And in that we're going to review coffee. We're going to review pickles. Pickles are disgusting. By the way, if you disagree with me, you're wrong. <laughs> pickles are gross. I call them um, solidified boogers, basically. <laughs> I, ha- I have a loathe. Um, uh, I just hate pickles. I hate cucumbers. They're gross to me. They just, uh, ugh, ever since I was a kid. But I'm doing this for your entertainment purposes. <laughs> and um, so we're going to get together, and um, hopefully we'll have a video of that, but we'll also uh, we'll definitely be on podcast with, with the system and everything. So I'm really excited about that. To show you an example of what the thing, so I I have received a, a box from snackcrate.com. Snackcrate.com does not sponsor this in any way. I have no affiliation with them. It's just something that I, um, it, it's pretty cool. So what it does is it um, sends you a, what they, they send you a subscription thing. From what I understand, this was sent to me. I, I did not um, even do this myself personally. Um, and then they send you a bunch of snacks from a particular country within the world. So the first one that I received was from Russia. And the second one I've just received is from Germany. Now, if you've heard me at all, or if you know anything about me, I grew up in part um, in, because my dad was in the army. Um, I grew up in Germany. And so I had a hankering. I have a, a love and I have an affinity uh, for German things. And it's just the way um, things are. And so one of the um, um, loves that I, I developed um, was a soda called um, Spetsy or Mesomix, just depending on who's making it, Pepsi, Cola, or just some other brand name. Um, there's several out there. And so in this the box, it comes with about 20 to 30, maybe 20 um, different snacks, and it's pretty cool. And so it sends you all kinds of things. So, I mean, from chocolates to crackers to, to um, cookies and uh, chips and um, it's, it's really cool. So there's a lot of, some of the things are some of my favorites that I, I like to eat just regularly, um, or like these Leibniz, um, cookies. And I don't know if you guys ever, uh, oh, I have to, oh, there we go. Um, so they're butter cakes. They're just crackers that are, um, we call them crackers, of course. Um, and they're just snacks. They're just butter things. And so this would be in my top three. So we kind of go through that. We taste things. We rate things. The Russia one was kind of hysterical. I'd encourage you guys to find top three, just find top three podcasts on any of the, so the um, podcast platforms that you've seen. If you're listening to me on a podcast platform, you can find me on, um, find that one that the three of us are doing um, 
and it's pretty cool. So this uh, mezzo mix is basically cola or Coke uh, mixed with an orange drink. And it is a staple, frankly, in Germany. Uh, it's just something that it's as common as, as Coke or Pepsi. And so it is, uh, they sent me this and I am excited because I have not had mezzo mix in probably uh, 15, 20 years. And here's, here's my first, <laughs> first drink. Oh, and I'll tell you what I, 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 it's, it brings back so many memories. It's amazing how, how you can hear my kids in the background and I apologize for that. Hey, it, it is what it is, right? We have three kids here. They're not in school. Um, it's hard to have them be quiet, especially in during recording. So if you hear them screaming or whatever, just, we'll just deal with it. So, um, and let me know if you're in the same boat. I mean, you're working from a lot of people are working from home. Let me know. I'd love to hear how you guys are getting along with that kind of stuff. I've, I've actually recorded three or four podcasts where I felt like I needed to not put it out there because the kids were whatever, or the dog was barking and I need to, I, I kind of feel like I need to be okay with, without, with things coming out that are not perfect or not as good as I possibly can get it. And I, I tend to hold myself back and hold content back. I've done three or, like I said, a three or four episodes I've just not even released it because things. And so I, I would love to hear your comment on, on that and what you guys think about that. And I'm a, am I crazy? Am I, am I silly for not for holding it back or should I just release those things? Even if there is dogs in the background or a, or a dog barking, she loves to bark at diesel trucks, which is just why a diesel truck. Cause it's loud or whatever. And so anytime she hears a, hears a diesel truck, she starts barking. So like, and, we have lots of diesel trucks in our neighborhood. <laughs> and so they just bark. Um, so that's, that's kind of what we do for uh, top three. We, we get things, we re re rate whatever. Um, or one, one week, the first podcast we did was with beer and we all brought the three of us brought our favorite beer and it's beer specifically that we enjoyed during quarantine or things that we discovered or was our favorite during that time. And I brought this really unique beer and, um, it was, it was fun. It was just a fun thing. So please check us out top three. And, um, I'd love to, um, engage with you there as well. You can find us. We have a Facebook page. We have, um, Twitter. So top three show. If you look that up, you'll be able to find us. Um, so moving on to Kamala Harris, I, I just want to look at some of the footage. And if you're following me on, on one of the podcast platforms and you can find this on YouTube as well, and you can see what I'm looking at on my desktop. And as I switch over, um, the scene here, so by the way, here's my, here's my, um, Facebook, um, Paul Procise. Um, I think you have to do P Procise. Um, currently I'm trying to get that switched over and, um, we're doing extremely well. We have had, um, I think, close to thirty thousand views um, on posts on my on my page total, which to me is crazy. We were we're gaining. We don't have a lot of followers, but this page was frankly only created a few weeks ago. It was released just a few weeks ago, and we're we're gaining momentum. And I, I'm just highly encouraged by the support that we're getting, and we're just getting likes um, like crazy. Um, so Kamala Harris, obviously the vice president. Uh, vice presidential um, nominee for the Democrat party um, under Joe Biden. And um, so we just, I, I just, it, identity politics to me is, is really an interesting thing. 
I don't, I don't believe in it. I don't understand it. I, I just think that if you were an American and especially, so my experience growing up overseas, you don't hear the hyphenated things. You might hear some things being frustrated with immigrants and stuff. Like you see that. I mean, there's, there's things and it may even venture into racism and that kind of stuff. But the reality is there really isn't a lot of identity politics um, that really are identity politics in America is extremely interesting because everything is to describe yourself other than being American, basically. And I, I just have a hard time with that because you, what you start when you start doing that, we're no longer Americans all in it together. We saw all this COVID stuff. We're all in this together, but then we start segregating ourselves into people groups, into tribes, and very become become very tribalistic in these things. And we so we identify her as being a black woman, but prior to that, she was a, a very proud and I, I we'll see what what comes in in the weeks to come but she's also indian american so she's part black she's part indian and i i don't care that doesn't doesn't bother me whatever i mean great if she's qualified then then good good for her but i don't understand i mean i understand it because for years people have done this and um, but it becomes a dismissive thing because, or uh, how, how am I going to try to try to phrase this? Um, it's used to pass people off now, and so just like Joe Biden says, "You ain't black unless you blah 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 blah." So you start to identify and have to identify yourself in these people groups. And so many people on the right that may be black are frustrated by this because they're being forced into what they are supposed to believe just because of the color of the skin. Or I'm automatically a racist because I'm not woke and I'm white. So, I mean, it just like these things are, we dismiss each other. We don't, we don't have honest conversations because we constantly are fighting the words, the battle of words. And, and it just, um, we obviously know that this is a movement from the right, <clears throat> but we've also seen this, I mean, excuse me, it's a movement from the left, but we've also seen this kind of thing. Um, if you're not pure enough, you know, the Puritans, the puritanical nature of, of things from a, from a quote unquote, um, conservative viewpoint. So we've, we've seen these things. I talked about that in the past podcast where the church, um, canceled other people. We didn't use those terms back then, but um, the church, if you've had an affair or if you've um, whatever in the entertainment, Christian entertainment industry or whatever it is, like if you've had those things, if you've done things that were considered a, a sin within the church, um, they've been canceled and pushed out. So, and then, or they've just been identified as not Christian enough or not whatever. You know, you see that with like, there's a band called Switchfoot and they're not, a, they call, don't call themselves a Christian band. They're just Christians. So we play these word games um, so we can fit in, so we can feel more accepted or try to gain um, notoriety or gain um, influence within specific spheres. Um, you saw that kind of, and if you think about it, 
there's a band in the eighties called Striper and uh, they had a, a hit that was on the radio. It was called to hell with the devil, but they, they um, were a really big Christian band that made it in kind of this um, in, in the radio for a little bit. I mean, it was kind of a more of a one hit wonder band. Um, but I'm just saying like you, to identify people, we do that. We, I mean, we naturally kind of place labels on each other. And I get that. But when you start to um, use that, it, I, I believe you start to hurt your causes because you, you segregate everybody into tribal warfare is really what it happens. And we, everybody's segregated, then nobody can come to an agreement and there's no such thing as agreeing to disagree because we're all separated. We're all individuals, which is just interesting to me because obviously in the 60s, we were trying to desegregate schools. We were trying to make things come together. But that, if we're being honest, that was actually not a leftist movement. People want to take credit for that now, but that movement, the desegregation, was actually a conservative idea. To desegregate schools was a conservative right wing thing to do because it was not, and it was anti, you know, it was the Democrats that were blocking segregation. They did wanted to keep everything segregated. And it's interesting now that the words and everything that they're doing now is to put us back into people groups, to put us back into the segregation, the redlining to use their words that uh, really was a bad thing, but they're redlining us as a society, they're forcing us into gulags <laughs> and I'm, I'm not, not obviously real gulags, not yet, but they're forcing us into thought gulags. And it is really an interesting I, um, thing that's going on. You get here's hearing that with critical theory. If you really think, uh, if you look anything into uh, critical race theory, oh my gosh, I'll have to do a, a, a full episode on critical race, race theory, and it, it is shocking, this stuff. And a lot of this stuff, frankly, that, that you're hearing comes from critical race theory. So I was kind of giving you a window into that kind of, that kind of stuff. But um, so when we go to um, Twitter, we see that um, if you looked at any of the like, MSNBC, and I don't even need to show you guys. I don't, I don't need to show you the website because it's just all warm and fuzzy. Everything's perfect. Everything's... Everything's great, but you're not seeing that, frankly, from the left or the right. You're, and the, these are people that don't want to support Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. <laughs> and it is funny, but I'm going to show you some other people. And I just grabbed grabbed a few things on Twitter. Um, Jason Buttrell, he's actually a former intelligence analyst for the DOD. Um, he does a lot of political talk and stuff. Um, people are trying to frame Camilla Harris, Kamala Harris as a moderate and is baffling. So she co-sponsored the G and D. I don't know what the G and D is. Somebody looked that up for me and uh, Sanders Medicare for a bill. And she wants to erase student debt and hang out free or hand out free college. I mean, these are obviously all the left ideas. I, the fact that she's even being framed as a moderate is ridiculous. The only thing that she really has maybe in moderation is because she was a cop, but even those policies were insane. She advocate. I mean, she would not even allow as um, a district attorney, she would not even allow people to bring in DNA evidence. She blocked those things. So, I mean, just the fact that 
she goes against the narrative so often. It's crazy to me. I can't believe Elijah Wright says, or Elijah Schaefer, excuse me, um, says, I can't believe two people largely responsible for the mass incarceration of black people. And if you look at Joe Biden's record, he made lots of legislation that frankly was not kind to the black community. And it hasn't led to a lot of incarcerations throughout the years. And from, frankly, it's done a lot of white, white people and other, other ethnicities, but there's a large portion of the, the jail systems, as we know, is black. And um, a lot of that is because of the laws that were uh, pushed through thanks to Biden and his cronies. Um, are the now, so the two people are now the presidential and vice presidential VP. <laughs> That's kind of redundant there for the Democrat party. When you think um, you've seen it all, right? So Michael Malice says and, and points this out. So here's, here's this um, and, uh, and I'll uh, remove, remove my camera thing here for a second. Oops, oops, oops. All right, so um, so you guys can see it. I'll just kind of get out of the way. So I'll be frank and tell you two Democrats. This is from Sean King, no less. We talked about Sean King the other day in the podcast. Um, I'll be frank and tell you two Democrats that I'm 99% sure I won't be supporting, primarily because of their dismissal history, their dismal history of on criminal justice reform over the course of their entire careers. There's my dog again. Um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Hmm, interesting. Well, that's your, so then we look at, um, that's it for me. And then now he said, so he said that, um, a couple years ago and now this year, <laughs> just how wonderful, how things change. That's it for me. I'm incredibly proud, proud to be a brilliant, to see a brilliant black woman and, and HBCU grad chosen as vice presidential nominee. I've done political work my whole life. It's rarely, it's rarely these dreams are made of. It's really these Really, things, dreams, or what? Okay, whatever. Now, Kamala Harris is the most progressive VP nominee in American history. Wait, I thought she was moderate. If you look at any of the news things, they're calling her moderate. <laughs> She's not moderate. Uh, Babylon B, which is a satire site. I get it, guys. It's just hilarious to me. Kamala Harris is already vetting VP picks. Now, if you know anything, <laughs> Joe Biden is obviously, it's clear he is struggling mentally with his health, whatever we don't, we don't exactly know, but it, we can all speculate that he is struggling. He comes out and makes amazing gas. He doesn't know where he is a lot of the times. He's just incredible. I mean, there's, there's a lot of um, like, uh, there's a lot of people that have done some really good things on just showing you um, his slide. It's, cr it's crazy to me. The Hill. Um, I, I really like the Hill because there's um, obviously two people on the Hill and um we, uh, one's conservative, one's Democrat. And, um, so they have different viewpoints. I really like that idea that they have that. Um, so a lot of times you do see a more of a balanced approach on their, on their feed. Um, so just in president Trump responds to Joe Biden, choosing Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate. She has my number, number one. She was my number one draft pick and we'll see how she works out. She did very, very poorly in the primaries, as you know. She was expected to do um, well, and she needed uh, um, up. She ended up with with uh, right up to two percent. Right. I, I struggle with reading sometimes. I am dyslexic, so <laughs> once in a while it gets to me. Um, so that's from the uh, that's from the president. Um, McConnell, Warren, said it can go either way. That's interesting. Um, that obviously has nothing to do with Kamala Harris, but that is an interesting uh, um, thought. 
um, that the Senate, um, and it might just be political posturing saying, oh, we make sure that they're getting the, the votes in. But it would be interesting if um, if the Democrats win the Senate because all, it's all over if that if that happens because they're probably most likely going to retain control of the the Congress thanks to gerrymandering around every all these states it's largely Democrat and probably will be for a long time in the House and in the Senate if if it goes um, here in Colorado we have a, a, a Senate race that's probably just because Cory Gardner's really been kind of crap as a Republican senator um, the the state has gone a little bit more left. Um, and so uh, it's not really even a swing state anymore, thanks to gerrymandering. And uh, um, it might be this year, we'll see, but most likely it'll kind of be a 50-50 kind of a deal, but with a little bit hedged towards the Democrats. It's kind of been the tradition in the last few elections, um, and it probably will remain the same, to be honest. Um, but if the that Senate race um, from Cory Gardner or Hickenlooper goes to Hickenlooper, um, the Democrat will win that. It could mean a big shift. And if Donald Trump does not win the presidency, then all bets are off. Everything changes. Everything. The extreme leftist, wokest mentality, all these things that we're fighting against will come to fruition. It's it's a bad day. It would be a very bad day if if... And really, one of the best things I think I've I've said this here in Colorado and other places, it's actually a good thing that things aren't getting done in in Congress because if one house is or one if the house is controlled by one party, the other other party controls the other, the Senate or House or whatever, you know, it's unbalanced. It's it's good in a sense because stupid laws aren't getting passed on a regular basis because one they can't come to a consensus. So um, in that sense, it's better in the long term if things don't get done. <laughs> uh, I mean, but we still have um, sweeping bills come out of, out of Congress and, and the Senate um, and on a national level. I mean, we saw trillions of dollars being spent. The Republicans are not conservative. I'm it just as a whole. There's some conservatives, like true conservatives, fiscal conservatives that vote against those things but you're not going to find a lot of them. I mean, they're voting in for trillions of dollars of spending. And the, and if we get another round of this bill, we're going to get trillions of dollars more. And it just is insane. So um, Florida sheriff bans deputies from wearing masks after refusing to enforce that. That's really interesting. So in the article, it basically is saying, um, even though the um, governor has encouraged Floridians to wear masks, um, the one of the, um, sheriffs in uh, Florida County or one of the counties um, is saying, no, I'm not going to enforce that where we're not going to, in fact, the officers are not going to wear, this is Marion County. They're not going to wear masks period. When they show up, if you hire the, the uh, a sheriff or a deputy for a special event or whatever, they're not going to wear a mask. I don't know what the, the reasoning behind that other than he's saying, that the studies are so showing that it's not not as effective, and uh, so the, the, there's just a lot of things going on. It feels like to me that there's just a, a flood of information. I think that's by design, honestly. But we're also just access to information is like never never before. We have all kinds of things going on. So, 
Um, what it, what it, what else can we talk about? What what I'll throw this out to you guys. What can we we be looking at as a podcast, as a group of of people like minded that are just trying to do things better, trying to um, have a better conversation? So what 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 can we do better? I think there's a lot of things we can do better. We can um, look at the news and look at both sides as much as possible and say, hmm, is this true or this is not? And I've talked about that a lot, and I'm going to continue to harp on that because I do believe that we can do better on these things. So, um, yeah, I'll just throw that out to you guys. What do you guys think? One of the one of the areas that um, I, I think I can do better at is something that um, I said on my personal um, page recently is, hey, guys, I need your help. Um, um, I'm not a very good self promoter. It's funny because I'm sitting here talking to you and I'm putting things out, things out, these things out, but it's actually kind of hard for me to put things on Twitter and say, Hey, would you mind looking at my podcast? Would you mind watching this video? It, it is kind of a, a hard thing for, for me to do. And, um, but what I'm going to do now is ask for you guys to go over to, again, my Facebook page. And, and this is, so we've got people actively liking that page and thank you so much. Um, you know, Donna Cooter and Philip Carnes. And if you, if you guys are even watching or listening to this, thank you so much for your support. And, and, uh, but if you, if you can do me a favor and go over to my website, it's on my website and it's this paulprocise.com on there. We have an about page. And if you can go to that about page, um, just scroll down a little bit. There are two opportunities to support this podcast and, and the efforts that I'm putting in. I'm doing a lot of this for free. I am doing um, all of this, all the equipment, the computers, all these things. It costs money. Keep the lights on, all that kind of stuff. And so if you could find it in your heart to do support me in some way, I've got a PayPal link right there. Um, I've got other things we're going to be setting up in the future um, that you might, if you don't want to use PayPal, there's other things that we can do. And, and so we'll get those up here soon. One of the other options is um, called Subscribestar. Subscribestar is a um, subscription-based service thing where it gives you access to more than what this podcast just has. So it does support me financially. And you can do that on different tiers, different uh, monetary tiers. Um, and each tier gives you more access to different things. So you can join my discord and you can do that. You can do that for free as a matter of fact. So my discord is available for anybody. And what discord is, if you don't know what discord is, it is a, um, a platform that allows you to connect your communities together. You can have conversations It initially started out in the gaming industry and a way for you guys to, for people to um, play games and um, talk to each other and then do it vocally. So there's a way to talk things vocally. So what that does is it also gives you access directly to me instead of just through a website or through contact me, it gives you uh, the ability to talk to me directly. Um, it also, if you are a subscriber um, through Subscribestar, you can have um, specific rooms and specific access. And each tier has different abilities or different um, perks, if you will. So the first tier um, gives you, um, we'll do a monthly call, a private call, like a Zoom call or one of those things. Um, and we'll get on and we can um, have a private discussion and, and, and talk things. The second tier does that same thing. You get that, all of those things. But you also get um, 
giving it into uh, giveaways and maybe uh, well, and discounts for merch and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm producing um, um, T-shirts and things for the podcast that all these things are designed to really keep things moving forward so we can continue to keep the lights on so we can do all these things. And I just can't thank you enough for those. And if you um, are able to find me on um, – on Facebook, um, P Procise, or if you find me on um, Twitter or anything, that's at Paul Procise on Twitter, on Parlor. You can find me on Locals, all those things. You can find different ways of supporting me that are, don't require any kind of finances at all, at all. But if you are able to go to Locals, go to my my page, and I, I'm just excited for the things that we're doing. So that was the hard part. I hate, I hate doing that stuff. It. It feels weird to me, but I'm doing the hard things so you can learn or we can do things together. And I'm excited for the future. My name is Paul Procise. Would you join me? And I'll see you soon.